Festival. Friendship Festival. Good afternoon and welcome. Uh, my name's Laurie. And my name's Rosanna. <laughs> this is uh, the Rosanna and Laurie show. Yeah, we, were, we thought we were going to have a jingle like the Ellie and Oliver show. So we'll do, should we do that now? Yes, yeah. Live, Live from, from Glasgow, Glasgow the, the Laurie and Rosanna show. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Well, yeah, so I'm Rosanna and I'm from... <laughs> Uh, Hertfordshire. I grew up in a little town <laughs> called Trim, <laughs> uh, which is uh, just north of London. And I've lived in Glasgow for five years, which is how long I've known Laurie. Yes. I'm from Yorkshire. I've lived in Glasgow for six years, which has sort of flown by, but also feels like a huge part of my life because it's the only place I've lived apart from Hebden, yeah. which is in Yorkshire. That's right. And how did we meet? Um, we met because you. we went to the same university conservatoire I should say yeah and um you were friends with my flatmates because you were on the same course and you used to come around to ours quite a bit mm-hmm. and we became lifelong friends we did but we always but you would come around and we wouldn't know because you you never we never went to your house you always just came to our house <laughs> we were just sort of really confused as to where you live you just sort of buzz on the door with half a bottle of wine going all right guys it's me <laughs> and we had this weird because you used to have this fur coat at the time we liked the idea that you were actually just this fox that lived in our bins that's right. <laughs> uh, what what did he call me? The the, the something fox. I can't remember that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the boozy fox, probably. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, I and then we and then we lived together, didn't we? Yeah, we did for three years. Yeah. In lots of different places. Two different places. <laughs> it felt like a lot of different places. We lived in a palace. We did. Um, we should talk about what the show, what our title yes, of the show is. So t- but <laughs> Uh, today we have come together to talk about confessions. Yes. Because um, we've done a bit of work together, haven't we? A bit of artistic yeah. work. Yeah. And um, a piece that we made uh, just over a year ago was called Confessional, and it was part of Archer's Live. And um, we were looking at confessing uh, same sex desires as a sin in the Catholic church Mm. um which was a very interesting experience wasn't it Mm. and it's something that i think the whole kind of researching into that as well and looking at the kind of nature of confession we kind of went to the we kind of approached that just thinking that idea sounds interesting we don't know what we're going to get out of it there's no kind of there was no we want to condemn the catholic church we want to uh praise gay rights we want to do anything we just thought isn't that interesting the idea of what's something that's so inherent within us as being something that could be viewed as a sin. Mm. Um, and I think then doing a lot of that work, I found it so interesting looking at the whole nature of confession and what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the piece was research in a way, wasn't it? Because we mm. had no idea kind of um, what you would be told if you were to confess. Uh, and yeah, we. I think there's people kind of who might think, oh, all Catholics are homophobic and that's wrong. Yeah. And there's... Um, you know, people who are homophobic within the Catholic Church and stuff like that. So it was kind of looking at both sides of it, and we got really mixed responses. It was so fascinating as well because how it actually went out, how the how the actual piece worked in the end was um, 
we made a recording of sort of us and uh, friends of ours pretending to be priests and kind of doing sort of recreating. Yeah, the idea of um, of confessing to a priest uh, your same sex desires, and everybody heard the same twenty minute audio loop, and it was amazing how. Everybody, because of their own prejudices, I think, brought their own things to it. Some people said it was amazing how narrow-minded the Catholic Church were. Some people said how open-minded they were. We got there's a few reviews of it which said <clears throat> it's amazing how far the Catholic Church has moved on mm, and how they how they seem like they're really supportive. But I guess um, for me, this whole idea that um, being gay or you know having same-sex desires is something that you have to confess and then be, you know, absolved mm. for is inherently kind of homophobic, I guess, because mm. it's saying... But it also looks into that thing as well of, like, you're confessing this thing which is a sin, and it's who has decided what sin is. I mean, there's a the thing... I mean, I think in that... In the Catholic Church, I mean, it's quite a specific thing because there obviously is... There's original sin, there's, like, um, you know, there's a Ten Commandments, so there is a definite mm. sin, but then there's a whole kind of thing on a moral level which is outside of religion is what is right and what is wrong and mm. what can you confess to mm. and I guess it's interesting because even though we made that piece we probably wouldn't um, well I wouldn't identify uh, as being rel- any kind of religion no. uh, so it's like when you aren't living within a religion then you have to decide for yourself what is right and what is wrong mm. and, you know actually I think that's but I think as well, we're also very because but neither of us are really religious. But I think we both are very moral. I think we both have our own kind of like our sort of right and wrong mm. of our religion. Yeah, but then I guess everyone does in a way. And I think yeah. like some people might look at the life that we lead and be like, you know, totally immoral, kind of mm. out there. You know, I remember a friend of mine who was Christian, and he was a really good friend of mine. We went on holiday together, just me and him. And I remember something he just said, and he said. Um, well, you know, for example, you know, the life you lead, that's not right, but, you know, that's okay. And I went, what do you mean that's not right? And he specifically meant me being gay, that's just not right. And that's almost like a sort of collective shared idea, notion that homosexuality is wrong and that heterosexuality is right. Mm. I found that really interesting. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, I think there's still a shared feeling of... um something that is the norm and something that isn't the norm, whether you think one's right or wrong. And I think that mm. we even have that just from the fact that you, you know, come out as a gay person. Um, so it's like something that you are admitting to or confessing to. Yeah. Because um, I think that in we've got a definition of confession here, which I haven't read yet. And this, well, I must confess that <laughs> we haven't brought the one that we found. And this is a different <laughs> one. So I'll read out what this one says. Uh, this is confession, noun, one, act of confessing, thing confessed, two, statement of principles, mm. um, which is what something you said. But then, so that's quite a brief uh, definition there from the Oxford Dictionary in Thesaurus 3. Thesaurus? <laughs> well, I used to say Theosaurus, but... Thesaurus? Yeah, I don't know. I like Thesaurus, though. That's Thesaurus. Nice. Some people say that. It sounds like a Greek god. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, but, uh, yes, the, the definition I was looking at the other day was saying how it's about... Um, yeah, it's about stating something that you feel ashamed of, admitting yeah. something you feel ashamed of. And I guess that's different for everyone, but I think um, you... Uh, I think there's very few people who... Well, 
actually no, I, I can't speak that. From my own experience, I think realizing that I had these feelings for someone that was the same sex at first was something that I felt like I couldn't tell anyone, mm. and I felt ashamed. Was it shame? I think a little bit of shame. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, for me, I I definitely felt like when I sort of came to terms with my sexuality before I told anybody, it was huge amounts of shame. It was real shame and self-loathing and just, you know, there was about three or four years when I sort of realised, or I was coming to terms with it, um, that I would, every time that there was like, you know, there's little kind of, there's like bits of dandelions or something that you catch and it's like you call it a fairy and you make a little wish. Mm-hmm. And then that was always, my wish was always, I wish I was straight. And if there mm. was, I remember me and my mum would have a Sunday, Sunday roast and there'd be the wishbone and I would pull it in every time without fail. It would be, I wish I was straight. See, that is just a crying shame, isn't it? Yeah. That is, I, I ju- yes, it is a real shame that this is how we feel. Um, and that- there's still instances where I feel like um, even though I am actually very confident about who I am now and uh, actually very proud to be the person that I am, I do uh, still, in certain circumstances, feel ashamed to reveal my sexuality. Definitely. And, and like it comes across as a confession again, almost. Because I do still meet people who will think I'm straight and then it's almost like I'm confessing, or oh, actually I have a girlfriend. And it's like, yeah. why, why, why should it come across like that? Yeah. But can I, can I, is it time for a song or is it a bit Ooh. early? I don't know. Um, because it links into what we were just talking about. Okay, okay. But I could leave it a little bit. Yeah, what? no, I think um, I think uh, some would be lovely. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, as we were just talking about um, this whole thing of the first time that you uh, realised that... Uh, well, I was saying the first time I realised that I might have these feelings for um, someone of the same sex and how guilty I felt. Uh, not guilty, yeah, ashamed and like uh, different to everyone that was around me uh, was basically... Um, when uh, I, I have this memory of, I must have been like 16 or 17, because I didn't really realise for quite a long time. And I was in a room with loads of my friends and we were watching um, the video to MAPS uh, by the AAS. And I was just like, wow, I really have these quite strong feelings <laughs> for Karen Ode. I was just, I just couldn't. And it was really different to other feelings. And everyone else was like, yeah, oh, God, this is great. What a great song. She's amazing. And I was like, I just think I feel a bit differently to how they feel about her. So, and I, but I remember thinking, oh, just this sudden, like, oh, you know, oh, I feel a bit different. It took me quite a long time to realize that I actually was uh, a lesbian. But, um, but yeah, I just remember having that feeling. So, that, so I've chosen this song. So, and I also absolutely love this song, I think it's great, and I love the AES, so.
was the yeah yeah yes yeah <laughs> um I, I i wish we could have heard it actually i know it's a shame so is that what it always is on the radio because i always imagine the presenters like sitting there listening to it well but i've done it before when i i did an interview for radio scotland and i knew the woman interviewed us and then she'd play some sort of sound clip and you couldn't hear it you could hear it i think you'd only hear it in their headphones that's why you wear headphones when you're on the radio oh yeah because otherwise it would interfere with the microphones yeah 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 that makes oh, sense Magical world of radio. I've still, I have got the song in my head. Do you know, do you know the song? Which one is it? <laughs> you have to sing it, don't you? <laughs> they don't love you like I love, love you. you. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I remember seeing that live with my friend Winnie and we cried. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. Glastonbury, I think it was, a few years ago. Yeah. Well, I've come a long way since my 16 slash 17-year-old crush. Oh. Um, she's a very, very, very sexy woman. I can see why. Aye, aye. <laughs> uh, she is. Although when we saw her live in Glasgow, do you know Rosie didn't like her? Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't, I don't remember what happened, but I think Rosie got thrown out or something for throwing a bit of paper on the stage. Or I remember this. I remember you talking about this. We should tell people that Rosie's your partner Rosie's as well. Rosie's my girlfriend, yes. Um, anyway, so um, getting back onto... Our subject of confessions. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to confess today, Laurie? Well, it's interesting because we did talk about this and say we were going to make some sort of confession mm. to. But I think it's different because we talked. If there's something that I would, I mean, I don't think there's anything that you don't know about me, or that I feel like I've got any secrets from you that I need to confess. Mm. Like I'm not really done anything really bad. I don't think mm. <laughs> that I would need to confess. But also, I think if there was anything that I would. That it's something I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't tell people on the radio. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I was thinking. But I think that um, we have confessed things to each other during our relationship. And I think that it's interesting uh, to think about if you aren't in, you know, if you if you aren't in a religious setting, mm. then. But this act of confessing, I think, is still important because um, and having a friend there can actually serve well i'm I'm not making any sense no no i think it's so true but but i think if you look at it in terms of the religious thing i remember talking to somebody uh who actually was a guy i went on a date with and um i spoke to him a bit about confessional and really bizarrely he'd been to see it and he was catholic and he um i probably shouldn't mention this but he um really 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 didn't like it Mm. and he really objected to it because he thought felt like we had broken the sanctity of trust i mean i talked to him a bit about it and he actually completely agreed with the piece in the end but his initial response to hearing about hearing about it for the first time around was said actually that's a horrible thing to break that trust and i think there's something when in that kind of of the kind of quite formal setting of like a confession box and also because it's anonymous a lot of the time there's a real there's a sanctity there and there's a there's an element of trust and there's this real kind of sacredness around that whole ritual and experience and that really feeling like in the same way that it's almost like in a sort of when you're having therapy or if you ever have counseling or therapy that and it's all completely confidential mm. i think there's something that uh, that's similar to in a friendship when you confess something or you confide in somebody mm. um there needs to be that same level of trust because something we talked about earlier when we were talking about doing the show is if i were to make some big confession to you or or at times in my life when i have maybe confessed something to you mm. um and you've reacted in a certain way. I think 
you need to feel trust that you feel like that person won't judge you mm. I think is a mm. really important thing mm, yeah that's what we were saying isn't it because I guess the, the act of going into confessing in a church is you you have something in your head that you've done and you feel guilt for then you go and tell someone and then they say if you do this thing yeah. you then can feel lighter um, but actually uh, and, and you do get a bit of advice as well but I guess um, it is it is about feeling lighter um, but I'm not sure I agree with, you know, if you do this certain thing, then you shouldn't feel guilty for that thing like, that you've done. I mean, done. I don't know enough about this, but I think like it's something like in Scientology where you get absolved from your sins electronically. Yeah. I don't even know if that's definitely true or not. <laughs> I remember thinking that and just going, Fact. that just doesn't make any sense to me. Because, well, maybe because I'm, I'm not of a religious inclination, I think that if you've done something bad, look at who it's affected and mm. make it up to them, quite specifically. Mm. But I, I know that I... I told you something a few mm-hmm. years ago that I'd never told anyone in my life and it was a huge thing for me and it was um it was something that I did actually feel really ashamed of um that was yeah I don't need to go into details about what it was but I had never told anyone and it was really making me feel bad and I was really worried about things in my head uh, because of it it wasn't something I'd done it was uh, s- certain, uh, it was just something, <laughs> but um, but yes, and and I just and obviously we were very close friends, and um, and I was able to tell you because I'm, you know, obviously completely trusted you and completely had faith that you weren't going to judge me for that thing, and the feeling of telling someone was amazing. I mean, it just lifted the load so much but it was because I told you and I know you and I love you and you were able to then talk to me about it mm. um and that was really important and and I think that that is something that is amazing with friendship mm. that when you have a really really close friend that you know that you could kind of tell anything to uh and they will not judge you yeah. and and they'll also offer support that you need and having told you I've then been able to tell more people about this thing and uh, you know I just feel so much better about it mm. um, and a lot less kind of ashamed or guilty and um, well it's that thing of saying when they say like a problem shared is a problem halved exactly which is done. nice but it's interesting as well the whole the whole uh, I think I I mean, the whole kind of, maybe it's a strong word, but I think the whole ritual of confession, even in a kind of informal setting of just like a, of just a friendship, there's something so cathartic about that experience. And I would just know what you were saying, actually, maybe just think one of the reasons I think that might be is because it's a real admission and a real honesty and a real truth about it. Because there are so many things that I think as humans is a really kind of different thing because we're so self-aware and we have, you know, we have culture and we have society and we have, you know, social constructs and we have, you know, all these different things that there's actually, there's some, some you know, if somebody is really annoying, you don't say you're really annoying. Mm. Like my friend, my friend Callum, his little brother, Robbie, uh, has got, um, when he was much younger, he's kind of, he's got Asperger's and I remember him saying to a woman, you're too fat. Mm. And I remember just thinking, you can't say that. I, mm. and it's something that you would never really admit to just being so honest with something like that. But I think maybe the act of confessing is something that you're not saying the whole truth. We never really, uh, I mean, some people I think do. I think of something like that, with something, a good example is something like autism. Like, for example, um, Curious Into the Dog in the Nighttime, mm. the character in that who, has, um, who is autistic, 
and his just complete statement of facts, which is mm. something that I think most people don't do. I'm awful at it. Yeah. I'm really, really bad at, um, if someone's winding me up or has done even done something that's hurt me or annoyed me, I'm so bad at just confronting them yeah. and saying, you've done this thing and I just keep it inside. And yeah, and it just and it, it, I, think, I think I'm doing the right thing at the time because I'm like, what am I going to achieve by telling that person, you mm -hmm. know, I don't want to make them feel bad, forgive and forget. But um, but then, you're like, you know, and there's even been times when I've said to you and I'm like bringing something up from ages yeah. ago and it's like, <laughs> and you're always like, just tell me if I'm annoying you at the time. But I find it really difficult. I think it's interesting as well, something that, so that yeah, if anything does happen you and you don't want to really kind of say, actually, it's interesting that something that, Oliver, who presents the show normally, uh, I really like chatting to him about things like this because there's a real kind of, every time I seem to talk about him, every, seem, every time I talk with him about something that's quite personal, or that's quite tricky, or that's quite emotionally involved in something, I really like this kind of going, and I do it with my mum as well, and it's something that's really nice, and I think we do it as well mm. quite a lot, of going, um, establishing actually that this thing's upset me, or there's actually quite a lot of emotions attached to this thing that I need to talk about. Uh, getting that out and saying, actually, I'm feeling a bit delicate about this, but then going, right, let's get all that out and then let's look at that practically, what's going on. Mm. Something I do with my mum, actually, and she's fantastic at it. She's brilliant. I just love her a bit. <laughs> but she um, will say, okay, so what is it you're not about? What actually specifically happened in that moment that made you go, oh, I feel a bit shit now? And I'll really, really go back to that moment, dissect all stuff that happened, say this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, Sometimes, I've like got a lot of time I write it down and then go back to it and go actually from a clear head and perspective taking away the emotional involvement or the resentment to that person or whatever it might be the different factors I look at these different things and go actually so much of those are just things that I've completely made up in my head mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is interesting Mm. Kind of the point a little bit now. We could. Yeah. I was thinking, um, but that's nice that we can wander around, can't we? With this conversation. Yeah, but I think there's something just interesting that has just come to me. The whole idea of just the idea of why is confessing so cathartic is because it's a statement of the truth, and it's something mm. that we don't do so often. Mm. I think something that we really crave. Yeah. There's so much. I think. I think particularly like modern society. And I think, I mean, I have this huge big thing at the moment with the kind of the ways in which we socialise with different social media. I think can this new generation, because they're so ingrained in that, will suffer, I think, mentally, I think, mental health problems because it's just, this, it's a different thing. And you're so, it's, you're self-aware to a huge different extent. And like culturally, you know, when the, the mirror was invented and then when the photograph was invented, then television and then this whole online profile, you can edit who you are. So you create your own truth. So you can, so your actual confessions, it's maybe all the kind of different things that are building up inside you about what you want to confess and maybe amounting to more and more with this edited version of yourself. Yeah, because you're not ever presenting the truth. But do you know what also why I think confessions um, help to make you feel better is just if you have this thing that you kind of think is really bad inside you, mm -hmm. something that you've done or something that you feel... And you tell it to someone else and they um, accept you, even though you've then told them that thing. Yeah. You are then able to move forward and that thing doesn't seem as bad inside yourself because someone else has said that, you know, you've told me that and I still really like you. And then you're like, oh, okay, so I'm not as bad. And I think that is an element of it. But then I was thinking, imagine confessing something or coming out, perhaps that's confession, and then the person says well you know i 
think you're admonish you yeah i think you're a despicable human being now get out of my house yeah and don't come back that that must just be awful so that's like you know there's good confessions and bad confessions i guess and it's something interesting that i think something like that when you say oh i've done this and I, i'm thinking now like when you're a kid and you say oh i told so and so i liked this band and they got really angry with me and they weren't my friend anymore and i think something that you're your mum might say, an advert might say, is, oh, well, then they're not, they're not worth being a friend. But there's interesting, I think there's something interesting about the idea of to understand everything around it, um, uh, to understand everything around the sort of situation, the reason of confessing. Um, um, you should be able to kind of empathise with that person so you understand where they're coming from. And if fully things like, things that I think we've both confessed to each other as sort of, well, sin. I don't think, I think sin's quite the right word, but... To understand all is to forgive all, I mm, think. This is true. Is there anything you wouldn't forgive me for? Ooh. I don't know. It depends. That's really interesting. Just came into my head. <laughs> On that note, should we talk about what we're doing next <laughs> week? <laughs> yeah. Um, should, should we bring our friends in? Or should oh, yeah. Should we bring them in? Well, I don't know. What do you think? We, maybe we should just leave them outside, actually. Yeah. I'm quite enjoying it just being us two. <laughs> That's true. Our friends our friends have been taken over a lot recently. So who are our friends? Our friends are Tranny and Rosanna. Not to be confused with Trini and Susanna at all. No, but um, they are lifestyle gurus. Yeah, the queen mothers of makeover television. And they're doing a sort of hosting a mini festival as part of Glasgow this year. Similar to the Ellie and Oliver's Friendship Festival, in a way. Well, it's it's similar in the... It's a festival within a festival. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and it's called Frock on, Frock off. It is indeed. And um, it's on next week, and we're really excited about it. We've got uh, a art exhibition called Glasgow! Exclamation mark at the mm-hmm. Glue Factory, which will run all week. And we've got some performances at Rose and Grant's in the Merchant City, which yes. are on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Uh, with some great artists coming and taking part. We've got four different artists doing performances. And then on Sunday, it's the... Sunday Bizarre. Bizarre by day. (laughs) And even more bizarre by night. There's a lot of different events for that. So there's interactive installations. Lock Up Your Daughter's doing some film screenings. I'm running a workshop, which I need to work on. There's Query Queery. Yeah, which is where three people from the Glasgow programme are going to talk for 15 minutes about different subjects. There is the uh, Olympiad of Drag, which is a very, very fun thing, and it's um, something that Tranny and Rosanna are going to um, host, and it's uh, a sort of low-skill, high-fun adult sports day in heels, and you, lovely listeners, can enter as well. Anyone's can enter. Shall we just give the website and then people? Yeah, can that's find a good idea, more. actually. Yeah. So the website is um, I'm frock just on frock off dot wordpress dot Come. Aye. Yes. Also, just to say as well, the launch night for anybody who'd like to come is on Tuesday, the twenty third. So that's this coming Tuesday at seven pm at the Glue Factory, Glue Factory, which is twenty two Farnell Street. Mm, and there are some free frock tails. Oh, to see what we've done there. That's good. Um, and we're excited about it because we are good friends, and we <laughs> <laughs> put it on together with another very good friend of ours called Nick Anderson as and well. Also, another guy called Andrew Houston. Who's yes. Been There's actually been a million people who've helped out with this. Yeah, but I think this is probably the biggest thing we've done together as yeah. a friendship, isn't it? Yeah. Other than travel the world. That's true. That's Which we true. haven't done. <laughs> went to Iceland. <laughs> went to and Iceland Bristol. and went to Paris. And ooh, we've been all over. We have. 
Italy. <laughs> uh, um, jet setters. I think it's a shame that we've kind of gone so far over. I thought we wanted to talk about some other stuff. But um, I think we'll have to play the final song, which is my choice, um, which is The Undertones, True Confessions, which is a song, actually, which is interesting when you talk about coming out, is an album. It was The Undertones' greatest hits, and I was obsessed with it. And actually, it was. I remember listening to it just after I'd came out, and it was uh, this whole album was brilliant because I only really knew them was for Teenage Kicks, but this was my favourite song on the album. So here it is, The Undertones, True Confessions. Don't look so surprised You've been telling me lies It's hard to wake up to your makeup So please take off that disguise Or your confessions just a night. I don't know it for a fact. I got a picture from your sister who's writing on the back. Oh, your confessions. Confessions. to talk about you can hide your fears and tears you can even scream and shout all your truth and confessions don't look so surprised you've been telling lies it's hard to wake up to your makeup so please take off that disguise all your truth and confessions confessions Oh, hello. <laughs> we, um, I, I got a bit upset because I didn't realise that was going to be the end and we hadn't said goodbye. So yeah, I... we felt like we wanted to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah, so... Um, In that song, I just told us that we had six live listeners. So, hello, you lucky six. Uh, yes, hello and um, farewell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. We've had a nice time. Bye-bye. Bye.